0: Oh, hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. How's it going, everybody? You see, we got another exciting GM advice episode for you. So strap in, strap on, strap up, and strap out. From the Strap Council, this is Austin. Alright, so I want to talk about hierarchies in games. I remember reading the Legend of the Five Rings Lion Clan supplement and then talking about the military and actually, hold on, let me go get it. All right, so here we are. I found it. Legend of the Five Rings Way of the Lion, page 99. The Way of the Soldier. In order to run a truly effective military-oriented campaign, the players in the GM must have had some real-life military experience, a great understanding of military etiquette, and a willingness to accept the hierarchy of the chain of command, and the fact that another player, a peer, may end up their commander. Of course, this ideal group is rare, if it exists at all. While there are many games that have potentially great military campaigns, the difficulty in role-playing role-playing this kind of game lies in the very thing that gives the military its structure: the chain of command. Role-playing games usually create a group of characters who begin as equals, who through experience and character development. Find their own place in the social strata that sets them apart from their peers. A military campaign changes all of that. So I'm not specifically talking about a military campaign, but some kind of situation where you have one character who's the leader. They give advice for the commanding GM. They give advice for a commanding PC. And then they get into a lot of stuff about, like, armies and how armies work. Well, that's not all super useful to me. So I figured to take out a few ideas. One is an NPC leader. The other is a spurned NPC leader. And then finally the PC leader. So I'm going to start with the NPC leader. Case number one. A person who's a non-player character who the other characters should be listening to. Who... Um, they should be following. This is the Julie Dench M who tells James Bond where to go and she's like, James Bond, you've got to go over here. For some reason, Javier Bardem is doing something and that's important for some reason or, again, something. And he knows exactly when trains are supposed to show up and then later on it's Ray Fines. Rafe Fiennes? Rafe Ralph Enos. Ray Finass. Huh. Alright. So, the party is taking on its most dangerous mission ever, and the mission commander is Rex McCluskey, U.S. Army Major and father of two. Yeah, that dude should probably bite it pretty early on. My god, you killed that man? A veteran? A father? A wonderful lover? An HH model train builder? You monster. To a lot of GMs, there's an Appeal to keep an NPC commander superior or leader, whatever you want to call them, with the party. Um, I think part of that comes into, A, just straight up control. The fact that you can have somebody on the ground babysitting the characters and saying, no, don't go that way, go this way. No, stop doing that, do this other thing. Um, I have used it in the past to always argue the opposite. That I would have an NPC in a position of authority to always show the opposite of what they were saying. A person in a position of authority who the characters ostensibly had to listen to. Who when they said, well, couldn't it be dogs that are bad? And they would say, I don't know. Cats can be bad too. And here's why I think that. And they could provide that other side of things so the characters could always think about it. Um... Here's my suggestion. Don't do that. So, if, if you plan to have them actually guide, rein in, or command the party, if that's your plan, ditch it. Have the setup, and then let's see that character beef it and beef it real hard. I mean, let's see the old lady really ask where he is. If there's an NPC in the midst of the party... That is not a problem. That's not the issue. But for the party to be led around by an NPC, that's the problem. What if the NPCs disagree with the commander? Honestly, that's your best bet, and I'll address that in the next little bit here. Um, You'll just have to wait. My suggestion is that you ditch the babysitter pretty early if they really are there to kind of be watching over the group. So if they really are are set up to be the Tom Hanks on the mission to save Damon... Ditch him. Get rid of them. Ditching the NPC leader allows the PCs to jockey for the position, to disagree with one another, and to engage in lots of drama. Unless you're cool with them not actually following the orders of this leader. In that case, then we arrive at case number two. The spurned NPC captain. Case number two. In a lot of movies and TV shows, particularly from the 80s and 90s, you usually have a police captain who looks like one of my uncles, who is screaming at the star of the film, You! Your gun! Your badge! On my desk now! Is there a benefit to having an NPC leader that the PCs won't obey? Yes. The drama of them dealing with that exact issue. That's the thing that you benefit from. And since the leader is an NPC, the GM can have them argue in a way that stirs up the differences between or among the PCs, whichever is more grammatically correct. Again, drama! That's the goal here. So you're trying to get something to this story. These two characters have a different view of things. Well, if you have a leader that they have to obey, it can kind of push that under the rug. If you have a leader that can be disobeyed, that the characters can argue with, that's almost better because now, when the character most upset with the PC is, uh, I'm sorry, with the character who's most upset with the leader is bringing up why they think the leader is wrong, why they shouldn't do this, the leader, the NPC leader, can pull in one of the other PCs and discuss why this PC is wrong because of the other PC's philosophy. And that kind of thing can be really, really good to get out some of those um, kind of character motivations. And that stuff can be really useful, really good to have that going on at the table. An additional advantage of this is you get to have the chief grab them by the lapels and scream, You're a loose cannon, Rodriguez! And then, But you're a damn good cop. Then, ideally, the next line will be, Now kiss me, you son of a bitch. Case number three. The PC leader. But, and hear me out, what if the leader was one of the PCs? Well, surely that would be fine and dandy and all is good when it's sunny. But here's the rub, little chub. What if I have a PC who is the leader and the team of PCs and the others don't listen to them? Good. That's what you want. It's called drama. Ever heard of it? I'd like to point back to drama from earlier. This is a great way to set up inter-PC conflicts. I gave you an order, damn it. Order! You're the one that's out of order. This whole damn courtroom's out of order. Now where the hell is my order of buffalo wings? That's the kind of thing that you want. All of this is a bunch of make-em-ups, so much so that like many forms of real authority, I mean, after all, it's just what we decided to be. So having a PC be the leader of the team really works. It creates an incentive for the players. It also allows a new dynamic. They, The PC who's in charge can be rewarded or chastised or punished or embarrassed depending on how the team performs. You get that extra info plus, Now you get scenes where the team lead has to meet with the director to find out stuff and is told, don't tell the rest of the team this. Do they tell the rest of the team this? We'll find out on another exciting episode of Secret Mystery Guys. There's a dude smoking who we don't see his face, and another lady who's looking at him, and somebody there who's typing on a keyboard, probably a hacker, and another lady who goes to the place where they buy hot dogs outside in front of a live studio audience. Anyway. We're done? We're done with the clapping? Excellent. Furthermore, the PC leader can have all of those great grab them by the collar and yell, You're a loose cannon, damn it! This creates more buy-in. If the leader is an NPC, they're just another NPC. If they're a player character, though, it really hits a lot harder. I can remember years ago, uh, there was a bush that was president at the time. We had um, a friend come in from my hometown, and he played um, this new character who was showing up where he was like, I've been sent basically by the headquarters to replace this other important NPC, and they, the characters, the PCs, the main players were at first fighting him, but then they negotiated with him to replace that other person and put them in an even better position. And I think if that had just been an NPC, their thought would have been, well just kill this guy, get rid of him, we don't have to deal with it, but the fact that it was another player at the table changed that up. And I think that that really helped it. Having a player character be the leader changes this. There might be some people who shut down and don't want to do this. Yeah, some play groups will not want to have any kind of inter-PC conflict and will go out of their way to avoid it. And honestly, that stinks. But it's probably, it probably involves them doing a lot more negotiating. And that's good. And as the GM, it's part of your job, if you're the GM, to push the conflicts between the PCs. Okay, you're willing to negotiate this stuff. Well, are you willing to negotiate this when it's slightly higher stakes? Okay, what if a person calls you out and says you've negotiated all these things, are you even the same person? Are you even the man I married all those years ago? Jeremy, what, what, what does it even mean anymore? So, it's a lot of that stuff. As the GM, it's part of your job to push the conflicts between the PCs. You remember when your mom told you not to be an instigator? Well, do it. That's part of your job as GM. Also, I may have referred to her as Dame Julie Dench instead of Jame Duty Dench. And Jame Duty Dench is her actual legal name. Thank you. For npr this is steve inskirp for this american yeah. this american dies gm advice was filmed in front of a live studio audience in beautiful orlando florida